Hi there, it's Shelby Alexander, and welcome to the Spiritual Journey Podcast, a place where we explore the spiritual nature of this human experience and how to live happy, free, and thrive together. Hey, everybody. I am so excited for this episode. Recording it was so healing, so nourishing, and I cannot wait for you to listen. I was blessed to be able to have a conscious conversation with one of my dear friends, spiritual sisters, and prior guide, teacher, and really someone that I've looked to for a lot of spiritual guidance in my own life. Her name is Leanda Swain. She's a psychic intuitive and feminine teacher who is really in the world actively supporting men and women to heal and awaken to their soul's embodiment, receptivity and purification of their truest essence. She is a modern day priestess and I'm so eager for you to hear the wisdom that she shares in this show. We talk about her pain, her suffering. She lets us into her own journey with an eating disorder and heartbreak. She also shares what it's like to be psychic and what psychic gifts and intuition feel like in her journey with them, as well as the power of prayer. Thank you for listening. Thanks for joining. I hope you love this show. Hey, everyone. Welcome to this Spiritual Journey podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Alexander, and I am so excited to introduce today's guest on the show. Her name is Leanda Swain, and she is a psychic, intuitive, feminine teacher who has an incredible ability to see people and help people awaken on their path. She's served people for over 13 years, hundreds of people, on their spiritual journey through psychic guidance, meditation, Reiki, rituals, and dance as a certified Reiki master, life coach, astrologer, and sensual embodiment guide for women. And Leanda, you are such a dear sister of mine and a friend. I have to also add that. I'm so, so grateful to have you here. Welcome. Thank you, Shelby. I feel so, so honored and to witness you evolve and grow and create all the things you've created since I've known you is just beautiful and inspiring. And so mm-hmm. I feel very excited to actually be here with you today. Yay, thank you so much. Yeah, I, I'm so intrigued by the conversation that we're gonna have because you have so many different roles that you play mm-hmm. and modalities that you touch within the spiritual world. So can you just share with us and let us in to some of the more human hats that you wear as well. Totally. Yeah. I definitely feel very human these days. I feel like the last, it's funny. I feel like on the spiritual path, we're taken through chapters, right? There's different chapters and phases and some, some parts on when you're more conscious and ever, we're all on a spiritual path, no matter what, whether you're aware of it or not, when you become aware of it and you want to move with it consciously, I feel like the journey is, a mystery and you go through different phases and I feel like in the last maybe three or four years I have felt like I'm getting a crash course test in like being human really feeling 
the range of the human emotion, you know, from feeling joy and ecstasy and, you know, all the yummy, yummy and beauty and that kind of experiences you can have to like experiencing betrayal and suffering and deep pain and sorrow and um, just really feeling the whole range of everything and then really showing up and being quote unquote spiritual in those moments, you know, really letting myself see, okay, you know, you talk all about forgiveness and here's your moment. <laughs> the time you're going to forgive. Can you do it? You know, can you actually like really forgive in the darkest of places? And so um, I definitely feel, you know, when you ask me that question, I just feel like it's a great question because I feel that the more, um, the more I walk this path, dance down this path, fly down this path, the more I'm realizing that the point of being on the planet is to really embrace being human. I mean, that is the enlightenment, you know, like moving into embracing being human. And then when you're so present, accepting, embracing of it, and, and just willing to be fully you, then I feel like we can become closer to what people desire, which oftentimes is enlightenment or awakening, and just like not rejecting any part of yourself, but really being fully with it. So as a human, you know, and you asked me what hats I wear, I feel like I have the range of the human emotion definitely exists in me like 24 seven every day. I've never felt so watery, but I also, you know, I'm a daughter, I'm a sister, you know, I'm a, a friend and a sister and I've been a partner and, you know, I've played a lot of different, very, um, yeah, human roles. I'm always, always very human, but I feel like it's very important for us to really honor the human experience is important instead of trying to avoid it mm. because you'll just experience more pain if you try to avoid and just keep getting high and keep trying to be awakened in ways that don't actually face you know the reality of our humanity which is really intense right now of all times in in our history to feel the intensity of being sensitive enough to feel everything you know I feel like a lot of us are becoming more sensitive to our emotional world but also our psychic world so yeah I love all of that. I love all of that. And it's so interesting that you bring up kind of the pain and suffering. And I was listening to something earlier this week around how what your soul comes here to learn, you often don't have at the beginning. For example, I think one of my biggest wounds in this journey has been belonging mm -hmm. and learning belonging over and over and over again. And the universe mm -hmm. has provided me many lessons of not feeling belonging to learn it, right? And so mm. you brought up forgiveness, but I'm curious if there's, you know, other things in your journey and your path thus far, pain, suffering that have really been important lessons for your spiritual journey. Oh my gosh, so many. You asked me this before we you know, yeah. started, the one before we had the uh, interview call. And that was a great question. And actually so many of the experiences that really helped me move into even more awakening or non-dual states or just deeper wisdom have been very painful moments. And I feel like that's very common for a lot of people, but it doesn't have to be that way. It just can be that way. Um, I would say that, you know, a couple of things, I would say what comes to mind, I'll think of like three different, sort of in three different chapters of my life, different pieces that have come. Um, let me feel where to start. So when I was younger in grade school, I did experience some bullying and I didn't really, it was sad when you're young and I'm sure many people listening, maybe were bullied or I just really liked being friends with everyone. I wasn't somebody who wanted to be very clicky, although that can happen in, in any 
it can happen now. It's happening all the time. Um, but I definitely experienced some bullying, which I took very personally. And what's interesting is I ended up confronting the friend of mine who I experienced bullying from in my 20s. Like we were driving in a car. She ended up going onto the spiritual path consciously and we're sitting there. And I was like, so when we were in eighth grade, <laughs> this moment happened. And I really want to clear it with you now. And it was really beautiful because she totally explained like where she was coming from. And we had this clearing and apology. And I felt felt proud of myself for being brave enough to bring it up because it kind of felt silly I mean this was in eighth grade but actually you know it's still if you have an opportunity to clear something with someone whenever do it you know if you can clear your field and clear your heart with somebody who's willing to listen do it so I have experienced that sort of like otherness separating from which I think is one of the most painful things you can feel feeling separated from when we feel separated anyway on this journey um, it actually feels like we're even being separated from God, you know, which is excruciating and it can bring you into a dark place. And so I have felt that sort of isolating feeling and that has made me even more in my life want to be inclusive if I, as much as I can, you know, being inclusive and, and open to people um, and curious and has also looked at any part in me that could be a bully to myself. You know, I don't think I was bullying people externally, but like, how am I bullying myself? I always try to see like someone's being a mirror for me, you know, or everyone's a mirror. What are they mirroring back to me? Um, and uh, that was one, one part of life that was really profound um, because since from that moment, I kind of got it in my head that I was different than other people or people wouldn't like me or I didn't fit into groups. And actually I was just on a sister retreat um, this past weekend now, like fast forward all these years. And I watched something coming up to be healed even more deeply around belonging and fitting into a group of women and trusting they weren't going to like go behind my back and talk about me behind my back like I had experienced when I was younger and not just totally gang up on me or, you know, and me thinking like to my face, they're being nice, but behind my back, they're not. And me finding out and feeling hurt. So I really brought that actually to the group. I was like, wow, you know, I'm feeling this come up and it was received really beautifully. These women are like lifetime sisters, but it just it's, it's, we can help each other heal. Women can help each other heal from those sort of wounded moments when we were younger. So I'm still working on healing the little, little bits that come up from that time. Um, so I that love was, that. Yeah. yeah, I love that. And I just want to um, comment, like the gratitude that I have to hear that story, because I think sometimes it's so easy to make up, oh, you know, here's this life coach, intuitive, psychic, woman who's kicking ass in in the world like doing all the things and she must not have problems or she must not be judging herself or she might you know and these stories that we make up are so harmful to to self and it's just nice to remember that like again as you said we're here to be human and that's also a part of the journey is to experience those moments and and be with them and kind of work through them yeah, I am grateful you say that too, because when I was younger, like when I was 19 or 20, and I was really getting into like Gabby Bernstein, and mm -hmm. they to me are like my little version of like the OGs of the sort of spiritual yeah. movement community, because I, you know, they were younger, and they were talking about affirmations and manifestation, I was like, yes, but I remember thinking to myself as I was reading some of their books, and I think they're amazing, they've helped me so much in my life in different chapters, but I remember thinking, I'm like, is there something wrong with me? Because I feel like they're able to get through really hard things really fast, the way they're talking about it. And I am really struggling with this one thing or this thing. And it occurred to me that 
I think that, you know, I've seen, for instance, like Gabby, most people be more outspoken and authentic about your private and personal journey in life. But I remember when I was younger, getting the hit of like, I hope to be as much as I can an authentic leader. If I'm going to be a leader, if I want to play that role of someone who's more transparent, I think there's something to be said for being private. If you're going through a process that feels really close to your heart, tender, that it actually wouldn't serve you to be sharing it. You know, it, it needs to feel good. I feel like all around, but, um, I, I did, I do feel like it's important for women or men who are getting out there and sharing about, you know, wanting to help other people to be honest about some of their process because it did that to me where I was like, oh, these people got it figured out and going on. They get through stress in two seconds and got yeah. that big breakup in a week. And I'm just kind of like, how do you do that? But then, you know, it's not totally the truth. Some people can get through things really fast, but we all have our own timing and, and process and we meant to honor it. And so, yeah, I appreciate it. It's true. I mean, every person who is out there is, I feel I would make a, a theory that most people in the spiritual world who are sharing their gifts with us and helping us heal, they have gone through like the worst of the worst or some really challenging experiences. Otherwise they wouldn't be on trying to help you because they know what it feels like, you know? So that's just totally. my idea that 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 resonates and i also make up that they're still in a human reality and and likely going through some sort of karmic release or journey um and it's yeah it's not always the case that we see that part and i think for me at least it's sometimes set this expectation that okay well when i get here you know i just won't judge myself anymore and so then when I judge myself I'm like shit I'm not there yet yeah. <laughs> you know like <laughs> ethical. yeah I'm not enlightened yet yeah, yeah. so funny. I feel like the success uh, if you people think of it as success which is I think what happens our brain's like oh. I did it I did not you know I'm there I'm not judging myself Basically arriving yeah, yeah you arrive somewhere but like I don't know that you really arrive anywhere until you leave this planet I mean you're just going to keep moving and I will say there are some teachers I do feel and I've seen them behind the scenes too that are living a joyful life and they've integrated a lot you know so it's not that every single teacher someone you know you look up to is going through something hard behind the scenes but I I feel like it's how do we handle it when, when it comes up like how am I handling my self-judgment how am I dealing with it so for instance this morning I, I'm playing with a new breathwork practice and it's 45 minutes long and I remember laying there being like, wow, you're going to do this 45 minute breakfast practice. That's new. Like, are you going to do this thing or what? Are you going to make it through? And I was laying and I did it. And I was really proud of myself because I, I could have done something else this morning and not have done some kind of um, breath work that I felt intuitively called to do. So in moments like that, I'm like, cool, I'm doing it. Like that for me was my moment of arrival, quote unquote, or success where I chose something that I intuitively felt called to do and I followed through on it versus now I'm totally enlightened. I feel peace and I'm good. Yeah. So I think it's moment to moment, you know, how are you feeling moment to moment and how are you feeling consistent, consistently in your past triggers? It's beautiful. And I want to talk about your journey from having an eating disorder to mm -hmm. being an embodiment practitioner with women. Mm -hmm. That feels like, as we're talking about, you know, guides who really journeyed through some pain and suffering to be yeah. able to integrate the learnings. I feel like you've done that there and would love to hear about that. Mm -hmm. Thanks for asking. I haven't talked about this in a long time. I, um, 
Yeah. So when I was in high school, no, grade, where am I? Grade school, high school, college. When I was in college, I went through a big breakup, my first breakup. And and I love, I love deeply. I have not to bring astrology in there, but I do resonate on some level with like I have kind of a Venus conjunct Pluto and Scorpio. So it's just like relationships and love are very transformational for me. And I love very deeply. And if I really let you in, if I really let you into my world. And he was my first love. And I, and we were definitely soulmates. And we dated for like 10 years, like a break in between was my first experience. And we broke up and it was devastating. And I felt totally out of control. I, I didn't know how to handle my emotions. I, I, they don't teach us in school. You know, I didn't really know how to be. And, and at that time, I don't think the culture was very much like, feel your emotions all the way through. They're healthy. It was more like, move on, you know, breakups happen. You're gonna be fine. And I think there's some wisdom from like our parents' generations who are like, you just gotta pull up your bootstraps and keep on moving, you know, and keep going. But um, that doesn't work for me. I'm more of a sensitive, sensitive soul. And so I, um, I really turned to an eating disorder as a way of, and I'm still even discovering, like when I look back on it all, what were all the reasons, but I feel like part of it was just to deal with my like, feelings and emotions and how to handle the big ones. And I felt out of control and, you know, um, felt a lot of pain and suffering and then attacked myself. And then was judging myself and inflicting pain on myself because I felt like I was, it was my fault, you know, just really turning it on me. Um, and so I, I was struggling with it silently for a time. And then I remember just having my own wake up call with it of like, whoa, you're going to, your body is going to get really hurt. If you keep behaving this way, like I got to like a fear place with it of, you know, you could be, you could be long-term damaged from this potentially. And so then I ended up sharing with my mother and I was really afraid to talk to her about it because I thought she would be mad at me. You know, it's funny, the stories you make up when you're suffering that how other people will react to you. So I share with her, she gave me a big hug. She was like, okay, let's do, let's work on this. You know, let's help you get better. And so anyway, my journey took me on a very alternative path to healing. I didn't go away to like, um, you know, some people go away to a center or something to get help or a psychologist. I actually went alternative. I worked with a natural doctor who I had a bunch of ulcers in my small intestine and he cleared them with juicing and, and emotional release and uh, meditation and, and breathing and energy healing. I became a Reiki practitioner. I just was led the alternative route. And then, um, you know, worked with some plant medicines, you know, at a time. And um, I, I went and volunteered in Peru, which was really powerful, which was a random intuition. This is why I talk and teach so much about intuition because I got this intuitive hit to go to Peru. And what was so amazing about that is, you know, something that can happen with eating disorders is that like, you're so focused on your body and looking at yourself and what you look like or how you feel. It's just very body focused. And there we didn't even have a mirror. I think we had like one small little mirror. I was, it was, we were very much living amongst um, poor people in Peru. And I didn't look at myself for like very much for I was there for three months. I was just focused on tending to the land, helping other women there make jewelry and beads so they could start making money so they could get out of abusive relationships with their partners. Like my focus was on serving other people and it helped me get out of myself. And um, it was a journey after that just to come back to homeostasis. But I really got deep into the alternative feeling of energy healing when I became a life coach. So I started understanding how the mind worked and you know how I could shift my state. And I started feeling very inspired because as I started feeling better and getting help, 
I then want to tell other people. So I started a YouTube channel and YouTube channel started and, you know, I started blogging when blogging became a thing. And, you know, so I found purpose in my pain. I found, you know, my message in my mess, as they say, and I really wanted people to feel free. And so, you know, I have at this point, I think it's been 11 years now, 11 or 12 years that I've been my like little anniversary I have. I don't think about it anymore because it's not a thought, but probably about 11 or 12 years now that I've like completed with those behaviors and that I used to do. And um, I still have my own challenges in life in general on the spiritual path of like trusting myself and not around the eating disorder, but in general, because the eating disorder is just like a symptom of something so much bigger, of feeling disconnected from source. It's, it's you're not trusting yourself. You're not loving yourself. Um, it could be passed down from your parents and your family. Like it, there's so many reasons why we attack the body um, and or reject the body or rejecting life. But um, yeah, I've had a lot of beautiful teachers along the way and have just continued to listen to where I'm meant to go next and be guided. And I find now that I went from feeling so much judgment towards my body to a time where I fell in love with my body and I fell in love with myself beyond my body. And I still go through waves of that. Like there are times when, you know, I, I, there were times when I actually lost a lot of weight from stress. I went through a moment of stress where I was working in a certain way that didn't, you know, as I got more psychic, some psychics, they lose a lot of weight because you're actually moving a lot of energy through your body and you're kind of opening in a different way than just being very grounded. And I didn't really, wasn't aware of that. That was a new learning for me. As I lost weight, I was like, oh my God, I want to gain weight. It was, I swung the other way where I was like, give me food. I'm like eating butter all the time, you know? So then I felt self-conscious of my body the other way. It was amazing. To, I just feel like I ran the gamut of like feeling like I wanted to lose weight to like feeling like I wanted to gain weight. And it's like not even about the body or the weight. You know, it's more about just like how you feel about yourself and are you feeling aligned, in alignment with what you need? You know, what, what do you need for your health? Are you judging yourself? It's like self-harm. How do you change self-harm into self-love and, and really love ourselves? I feel like as we, if we loved ourselves very deeply, our world would be very different. We would actually love the planet better because we are part of the planet. So, um, but yeah, I have a very different relationship to my body now than I did, which is a miracle. I if anyone listening does have an eating disorder, I really feel for you. It's one of the most excruciating things to go through. I would never wish it on anyone. And also, I hope I'm a living example of showing that you can move beyond that. And there are so many ways now to get help, like beyond when I was needing help. So many um, very, very potent ways to, to heal your mind around, yeah, that, that need for control and surrendering into life and letting life love you. Mm, thank you for that. It's so inspiring and really an incredible journey. Mm. And I love that you brought in the psychic gifts and intuition because it wouldn't be a podcast with you if we didn't touch on that topic as well. Can you tell us, I, I think we live in an age right now where intuition and this word even intuitive is being tossed around a lot. A lot of people seem to be waking up more and more every day to their intuitive intuitive gifts or even just curiosity about psychic gifts and intuitive gifts. So can you tell us what is the difference between the two mm -hmm. and what has been your journey in discovering your psychic gifts? Mm, for sharing. I will kind of weave those two questions in a certain pattern together. You know, based on the last topic we were talking about, I think part of what I was learning as I started to heal 
was that I'm highly empathic person and I'm feeling a lot of people's feelings and energies around me, but I just grew up thinking that was normal and everyone was feeling that. And though we all have the ability to feel that sense that with that much sensitivity, uh, not everyone is born that way, coming out and having that level um, for many different reasons, but we all are born with the ability to be very intuitive. We all are intuitive, it's just part of who we are and to be sensitive. And so I also learned too that I was using behaviors to either numb or avoid so I wouldn't feel so much energy around me coming at me and how do I deal with other people's feelings not knowing that they're not mine and you know so I would say my journey I've always been very empathic my whole life and very intuitive thought it was normal as I went through the eating disorder and the feeling from that is when I learned I was like oh this is not something everyone's feeling probably a lot of people are but I actually have to address this specifically because I'm feeling more than I'm I, more than the average person, I think, right now. I don't know. No one's taught me how to navigate that or how do you navigate it. Um, and I have a mother who's also psychic. And, you know, her lineage is psychic, whether they would admit it or not. Um, but they definitely are. I look at my grandma, I'm like, Grandma, you are psychic. And she's like, she just gives me an eye, you know, like she knows something I don't. She's like, sometimes I do see things, you know, but she would not write say it, but her mother. But my, um, my mom is psychic, and so it was such a gift is that when I got sick, she and I both kind of went on this awakening journey where her psychic ability started switching on, so did mine, and we were going to, like, UFO conferences. We started, <laughs> She started taking me, like, crystal shows, you know, and mind, body, spirit, expos, and so I'm very grateful to have had a mom, you know, one person in my family who was feeling similarly about spirituality and that kind of world. Um, and I think that can be really helpful because I know some people grow up in a family that they feel completely like the outcast in the family when they're getting into this sort of realm. Um, so I think having her was really helpful for me to, to begin to build my gift. She became a little bit of a teacher, though we have different ways of sensing psychically. And at that time, I became a Reiki practitioner, which I really believe activates your intuition stronger. I feel like when you get attuned to Reiki, you can really open up your gifts more more. Um, strongly if that's something that you feel guided to um because the energy goes through your chakras and sort of sensitizes you to to the healing energy that's available um, and i became a practitioner and then i wanted to play with um reading people because i just didn't think people need to go through therapy for so long i wanted to be able to figure out their issues like right on the spot and then give them some kind of you know protocol to follow to help them heal a little more quickly and so when I would see people for Reiki, I would just start, I would ask them, would you mind if I read you? And so I started just by practicing with Reiki clients and I developed my gifts for now at least the last 13 years consciously, like every day I'm practicing them and there's many different ways you can receive information, which I talk and teach about. But um, yeah, being psychic and intuitive, especially right now is, is a beautiful gift. And also as we all get more sensitive on the planet, a lot of information can come to you when you when you activate your psychic abilities and so there's a question of how do i navigate my day when i'm sensitive or how do i navigate my life when i'm getting all this information you know how do i how do i navigate that so that's something that i play with all the time and um i really love i find it fascinating so mm, i love that and i can personally attest to your incredible gifts as having worked with you as a client mm -hmm. with both the both the psychic and, and energy healing Reiki practices that you offer. And one thing that I learned from you and that I 
love is this concept of being in alignment with energetic integrity and how you channel what is seemingly relevant for the individual, you know, across from you. And can you talk a little bit about that? Because I think some people have it made up in their head that if they walk past a psychic, like, oh my God, they're reading them and like, they're, (laughs) they're trespassing on my field or like, I don't want to know all the things like that's, that's in the arena. (laughs) Totally. A hundred percent. I used to be afraid to tell people I was psychic because then they'd be like, see you later. <laughs> like, Bye. And I'm like, I'm not reading you right now. But you don't know that because if somebody told me they were psychic when I was younger, I would think they were 100% reading me. I'm like, they are looking at me right now. I know it. Um, it's a great question. I feel like it is so important to be in integrity if you have that gift. Um, and I've had to learn my own integrity with it too. I think you find your own way. When I'm around people, I do not consciously read them because it just, no one asked me to do it. But what does happen because I'm naturally open is I'll just get information because I'm present with them. It's kind of like the same when you're very open sensitively. If I'm sitting here looking at you, you have a green hat on and, and like a pink top and I'm looking at you, I'm just going to get that information. I'm like, she is just presenting me with a green hat and a pink top. But when you're a little more sensitively open, opened up, but you can close yourself down too. But if you're walking around a bit open, you might feel sad. And for some reason, I can just feel it. I mean, a lot of people can feel us about others anyway. You have to be, you are psychic. You know, everyone is psychic in their own way. It's just, is the dial at 10 or is the dial at two? Like, where is your dial? And so my dial is often pretty open, but I'm not looking. There's a difference between, you ask the difference between intuition and psychic mm-hmm. abilities. And I feel like intuition is, we're all born with it. It's kind of like your compass. I believe that when you follow your intuition, you're allowing yourself to move in a way that would harmonize your life. I really believe that we're all part of a great song. I call it the great song. And we are all instruments in the song. And we're in this orchestra. And when we listen to our intuition, it is like the orchestra bringing us into harmony. Sorry, the, um, the, uh, what is this? Composer. Yeah, the the composer, the maestro. Mm-hmm. He is um, bringing us all, all of our instruments into particular tones and frequencies that harmonize us. And so I have this theory that if we all were more attuned to our intuition, our world would start to harmonize because it's wanting to harmonize. If the universe just wants to bring in into harmony. Um, and so intuition is that, that knowing you either see it in your mind's eye, you get to hear a voice or you, um, you know, get a gut feeling of if you have an intention to find your life purpose and you get this gut feeling to go in the bookstore and read a certain book, you know, it's guiding you to where you really want to go, where your soul really longs for you to go, where you're going to get the most growth. You're going to find your purpose. You'll be with the right partner for you in this particular lifetime at this time. You know, it moves you in that direction. And I think it also protects you in a lot of ways from scenarios that might not be the best for you. You just get this information. I believe that psychic abilities are when your five senses, they're very closely related because I get intuitive abil- intuitions from my psychic senses. So they're, they're working together. There's so it's such a fine line of a difference. But in my experience, the difference is your psychic abilities are like your five senses, five senses on steroids. They're just, a, they're a next level of your five senses because people will get psychic information from smelling sometimes. It's more rare, but you'll smell a whiff of a rose out of nowhere where there's no roses around. Maybe your grandmother always had roses around her. 
and she is coming towards you, you know, energetically in spirit from the smell of rose. And that's what I would call more the psychic abilities is your five senses heightened and getting information that you cannot see that is in the field around you that is important for you in that moment going forward. And you can actually use your psychic ability to look into the future, look back in the past, look into different levels of this dimension to view past lives, to go into what people call the Akashic Records. There's all these different ways that you can look for your psychic abilities. And so what I like to do when I'm with clients or anyone has asked their permission to read them. I feel like it's very important to ask permission. I had an experience with a friend once who he read me over a distance and then told me about it later. And I felt very violated. And I later confronted him about it because it made me really think about the ethics of psychic reading. And I, he wouldn't have been able to read me if I didn't allow him on some level. Like I was open in some way, you know, to, to be read and to be see a bit information about me. And then the question of me not wanting to see, you know, what's that all about? You can go deeper into it. But I did confront him about it. And I said, you know, can you, I, it was how I felt. And we had this beautiful conversation about the ethics of reading and intuiting when you're consciously doing it. A lot of times people are not consciously trying to read anything. They just are getting information. You're just, the information is there. Nothing that you're not meant to see will be there. Everything you're meant to see will be there. And what was fun with him is that he ended up asking my permission to read me in that moment. He said, okay, well, can I read you? I'm getting an intuition. I said, no. Mm. And it was a beautiful moment of boundary that I felt. And I actually felt this sort of force field go out around me and he actually can get through. He's like, I can't actually see anything. And it was beautiful to know that you have that power too, to kind of, you know, if you don't want to be seen energetically, you can just say so. And if you're open, then you're open. But, um, you know, I think that when I give readings, I just like to talk about what's going on for the person in this immediate moment. I don't feel like it's helpful just for me to, you know, tell you random facts about who you are in their lifetime, unless you think that's going to be helpful. Um, but yeah, I think the prayer is before you, if you're going to consciously work with your intuition or consciously work with your psychic abilities and you're wanting to do it with another person, the prayer is please help me be in integrity and only show me what is in, in my highest good to know and their highest good to know. And so it is in you. And then whatever comes is meant to come. It's in integrity and it's, you know, the prayer has been said, the intention has been set and, and you can move from there. And then when you're just asking yourself, you know, what information wants to come from me for my highest good, you know, there's no filter. You just trust with your intuition. I teach this in a class, which I know we'll talk about later, but there's two levels of this class and we go deep into intuitive abilities and psychic abilities. So that's a prayer you can share with yourself to get clear information. I love that. I love that so much. And I can just attest to my own experience with you and how much I learned about my own intuitive gifts and just this realm generally. And also having received information about my life too, I found that most of the things that came through were actually things that validated what I already knew on mm -hmm. some level, right? and inspired me further down the path that felt most true. And so in that regard, I just, I share that because that was really powerful. That was really powerful to my, my journey and my experience. And I'm so grateful to you. And for those who are maybe lacking validation or, you know, clarity around what does inspire them and what is where their soul really is being pulled toward. I absolutely recommend 
this. Mm. It's such a, I, I'm so glad you feel that in me, you know, my desire is to help empower people because you're intuitive and it's just, it is trust yourself. You know, as we trust ourselves more, you know, we feel more empowered, more empowered and in our power. There's mm -hmm. the strength that comes. And oftentimes I am just validating people. You know, it, it, we're not taught to, to follow our intuition in school all the time. There's not even a class on it. And I think I would hope there is a class one day to help to navigate that as a kid to learn, yes, this is a valuable voice in you that you can listen to along with your logic. You know, it's important to bring all voices on board, you know, that um, are supporting you for your highest will of good. And I think, you know, I played with a time in my life where I was just doing everything intuitively, which was really interesting and amazing. <laughs> But then also learn that, okay, logic also has a place and we're going to bring them together. You know, both brains are, both sides of the brain are in your brain for a reason. Um, so I do feel like, you know, if anything, if, if you're with a really, in my opinion, if you're with someone who's giving you a reading or someone who's intuitive with you, you know, you will leave the experience feeling more connected to yourself mm -hmm. and more empowered and, and validated in some ways it's almost like your intuition will become louder after you leave, leave them and you'll feel a little bit more like you can hear your own voice a little more clearly. Yeah, that resonates for me big time, for sure. It's, uh, it's also so fun. Like totally. here we are being human on this planet. Like, can we just like enjoy the fun sometimes too and all these gifts that come with it? It's, they're here, you know, they're here for us to play with. Totally. And it's, it's a good point. I love your joy, bringing the joy, you know, to this particular topic because some people are so afraid of their intuition. Yeah. It's going to be said, and what am I going to see psychically? And I've actually been there. I think I've been given the gift of feeling all the ways you can feel in relationship to this topic, just so I can relate or know. And I feel that, you know, and I'm also human. And so I can feel afraid of all those things too. But then it is super fun to be intuitive because then you're asking, like, show me the most epic outcome of this situation right now and how do I get there and then you'll just you're in a dialogue with the universe I mean when you really sit back and you go whoa I am talking to to source right now I'm in dynamic and relationship with source like that is so cool somebody asked me once they were like why do you do what you do I was like because I think it's so cool it is <laughs> the coolest thing and I thought to myself, it's not a very enlightened answer, is it? But actually, I think moving towards what you think is the coolest thing, the most inspiring thing to you, you know, and of course, I have a deeper purpose for why I do what I do, but it keeps me engaged. And then I have so much information about it because I can't stop learning about it. So why wouldn't someone want to come to me about this topic? Because I think it's the coolest thing ever. They're going to get a full range of that. Like if someone was so into dentistry, and I really wanted my teeth to be like totally dialed. And they just think it's so cool, teeth and the human mouth. I'd want to go to them, you know, if yeah. they felt like they were really good at what they did. But yeah, tell me everything. I want to learn from you. So it's fun to, the intuition be very fun to play with. Oh, I love that. And another thing that I know you feel is so cool is prayer <laughs> and the power of prayer. Tell me, tell me about your journey with prayer prayer and how it has impacted your life my gosh I could talk for days about prayer I find prayer to be like the greatest gift on the planet that I feel like a lot of people aren't aware that they have access to all the time 
It is my number one way of manifesting things I deeply desire. It's my number one way of calming my nervous system. It's my number one way of calling in that I really, really, I know we are always manifesting our desires, but calling that in. It's my number one way of connecting to God, to the universe. And when you feel connected, you feel more empowered. When you feel connected, you feel less alone. And when you feel connected, you have answers. Like you're able to get more clarity and answers. Like people come in, you know, all of a sudden you're connected to the thing that wants the best for you. You're just directly connected to it. And I've been praying for as long as I can remember as I was a little kid. I was raised Catholic and I went to religious um, Catholic school. But when I talk about prayer, I separate it from religion a little bit, not completely in the sense that I don't, I don't relate it to religion, but I don't pray thinking that I am a Catholic woman who is praying to God. Mm -hmm. I have found in my life, I've gotten to reframe prayer a lot from it just being one way to I can pray through dancing. I can pray through talking to water. I can pray through looking at a rose. I can pray through um, pleasuring myself. I can pray through having sex with someone I deeply love. Like I can pray from walking. You know, there's so many different ways you can pray. And so I have this desire to help people see that you can pray your own way and it will work. And it's going to bring you what you need in the moment for your highest will of good on your soul's path and purpose. And you don't need a tool to pray. Prayer is available to you at any moment. You just need yourself, which you always have. You just need your voice. You don't even have to pray out loud if you don't want to, but you can use your thoughts to pray. Um, I really, I really am grateful to prayer because I think without prayer, I would feel very disconnected in the world. And I feel like when we feel disconnected in the world, it's easier to become depressed and to feel anxious and to feel suicidal. I mean, when you're really, really disconnected, you're just disconnected from life force. And so I feel like prayer is a way to really connect you back into yourself and to life force. And it's super simple and easy. It's not complicated. It's just you communicating to source. You're having a communication and dialogue to God, to source, the universe at any time, anywhere. And it works every time. I love hearing you talk about prayer. It's like so mm -hmm. healing just to hear you talk about it and you haven't even prayed yet. <laughs> and I really resonate with the, the comment about, you know, kind of separating it from religion because my own journey with prayer, you know, at night with mom in bed, cutie little prayers. And then later in my life, I got confirmed Catholic and that kind of changed the prayer game. And then as I moved more into spirituality, I think I had subconsciously bucketed prayer as being more religious, you know, like that's, you know, hi, God, I'm sorry for here yeah. are the things and like, <laughs> please don't send me to hell. Like yeah. these are, <laughs> this was, God, please don't punish me tonight. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. yeah, totally. So it's funny just in the past year as I've um, started touching your prayer offerings it's really changed my perspective. And I've also found that prayer feels very intimate, mm -hmm. very intimate. Mm -hmm. And almost for me, I think what my experience was earlier this year, when you, I think you had an offering that I attended, I was like, wow, I feel almost intimidated to approach prayer because it's so vulnerable and there's, you know, we can go into a whole thing about Shelby and vulnerability and all of that, right? Like we're always learning, but it, there is like such a really beautiful quality to the prayers that um, you've 
you've put in my field or, or made available and accessible, I guess, this way of praying that feels so intimate and so vulnerable and therefore so powerful because it opens this part that in me at least isn't getting the, the front center stage in my life all of the time. So I just want to share that because I really do think, you know, relationship to prayer, relationship to anything, people have so many different relationships to these types of things and that's okay. And what I love about your offerings with prayer is that they really are so inviting and meet you where you're at. Mm -hmm. Thank you for saying that. So such a, so what I want to love about Shelby is her ability to reflect and perceive and really reflect somebody back to themselves. And I really appreciate your comment about intimacy because it's very intimate. I mean, you're connecting to the deepest part of yourself, which is the creator. It's inside of us. Religion will tell you that God is outside of you. Source is something external that you're not connected to. And it's bigger than you and more powerful than you. And it's going to run your life if you don't do it right. Mm-hmm. And I feel like actually we are the creator just in a human form with a personality but when you pray you just connect with a pure source that's in you it connects to the, the i see it like a pearl in your heart that you're connecting to that is like your central command center that's pure there's no ego in there there's no fear in there you're connecting to the part that's an egoless and fearless and asking for support and it's very vulnerable because you're asking for help a lot of the time and you're humbling yourself to be able to say i cannot figure this out but i'm going to hand the situation over to you to help me see a better way or the best way or the way to do it. And Marian Williamson, she's always been a, a teacher for me around prayer. I've met her a few times and we used to go to her lectures a bunch and always asked her the same question over and over again. I think if I were to her, she's like, did you get it yet? Did you get, <laughs> get the lesson yet? <laughs> but she, you know, she was really wonderful. And one thing I love that she said was, you know, when she was in a dark place, she kind of landed on her knees and you get to your knees. People think of prayer too when they're in like the worst situation ever. They're like, get me out of here. Now I'm going to turn to you because I need help. <laughs> and you know, what is nice to remember is that the universe of God is unconditional. So even if you do that, you're still going to get support and love and help. And she drops down to her, her knees and she prays for the situation. And, and then she had a thought, the thought was, why don't I just stay here? Stay here on my knees. And how I interpret that is that I now, when I'm about to walk into a situation and manifest, I really say, listen, I think you can create something better than my mind can think of. So here's what I desire. Here's what I'm going for. Here's my vision. Here's my intention. And now what do you want to do with it to bring it to like its highest vibration or highest, highest level? So your will and the divine will is marrying each other. It's working together versus you just saying, okay, I want this now. I'm ready. And, you know, instead of kind of, controlling the outcome of what you want you're every day asking show me what is best may my life be a living prayer may i be a walking prayer may love go through me in a way that not just serves me but serves other people like we're coming into a time where we can let go of self-sacrificing and martyrdom and you know all these particular archetypes and ways of being that are linked to religion and prayer and all that sort of stuff and instead be like i get to be filled and nourished and so do they and how do we do this in a way that we're both met? So yeah, I really appreciate that intimacy because it is very intimate. And really, we're really fulfilled in all relationships when intimacy is present. 
I love that so much. And hearing you talk about it connected to manifestation is super interesting and makes sense to me now because what you're talking about is, is living prayer, like walking through your life, be it dancing, be it, you know, doing whatever you're doing with a heightened sense of being that is the prayer. Yeah. Is this, am I, am I, I got that right. I'm like, did yeah. I hear you right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes, you did. Definitely. It's like you're walking where you're, you know, you are both the question and the solution. Yeah. It's inside you all the time. And any moment when we have a problem, literally by universal law, a solution exists in that moment. Mm-hmm. When you have an issue, the solution is there immediately. And then on our end, it's how available are we to receive it? How available are we to let that into our lives? We might resist it because it will look different than what we think we wanted. And I've 100% been there and made your resistance. And then when I move the resistance, the very thing I was resisting was the thing I needed. <laughs> and so I go, and that's how the human experience works. <laughs> we do that. But yeah, it's very much about, you know, and, and for every person, your life being living a living prayer is going to be different for everyone. So if you think to yourself, okay, what would my life look like if I was living prayer and just allow a vision to come to your mind or you have an idea come to you, then that's what it is for you right now. And if I were to ask myself, okay, what would my life look like if being a living prayer? What, is, what does Leander look like as a living prayer? She's not perfect. No one will be perfect. You're going to be human. Going back to your first question about like, you're going to be human. You're going to have ego. You're going to be fearful. You're going to have all these experiences. But what is my response to it if I'm walking with a living prayer? Mm, it resonates so much. And I would love to invite you to pray now if you feel called. Definitely. I do always. I'm going to invite you to close your eyes. And just resting into your breath. As if you're resting into a sacred sanctuary that is you, a safe space just to commune with your heart, with the divine, whatever that means to you, with source, with God, with the creation. If you're in a very sacred room, that's all yours. Just resting into your heart in this way. Taking a deep breath in and breathing in. Feeling that peace. Feeling that peace. Feeling that peace. And relaxing your breath, letting it move however it desires. And receiving this prayer like it's an elixir that you're letting yourself bring into your body a holy elixir of love, a soothing balm to your heart, an energizing elixir to your belly and your soul and your spirit. Calling all of our highest holy beings to be above us, below us, beside us, in front of us, and behind us. Allowing us to open to the natural grace that exists within us in every moment from anywhere, anytime, knowing that we are the creators of our lives, dancing with the divine, 
in such a way that the best outcome for the household field desires to occur. We offer our fears, our worries, our woes, our sadness, our sorrow, our heartbreak, our grief, our anxiety, our worries. We rest them onto the altar of the divine, at the feet of the goddess, on a bed of flowers, to be dissolved, reconciled, dissolved, and taken back into the earth. We allow love to fill our hearts, our feet, our minds. We allow us to remember the truth, who we are, knowing that we are sacred and holy, beautiful body temples, where we connect to source all the time with us to remember. Breathing in peace, exhaling love. Breathing in peace, exhaling love. Knowing that we are forgiven in the deepest sense giving us strength and courage to forgive ourselves every day for that which we think we've done wrong or that others have done to us. Give us the courage to let go and trust that something new, bright, beautiful, and wondrous is coming in to fill its place. Thank you for bringing us together today. May all those who listen to this beautiful podcast be blessed with a touch of grace the kiss of the divine and the embrace of the divine mother. May we know more love as a result of this moment. May it be so, and so it is. Amen. 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 So beautiful. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. It's been yeah you're welcome and it's been such an honor and a privilege to hear parts of your story i didn't know and to share everything that came through today with my community and yours and beyond mm -hmm. and i would love to have you share before we wrap up your new program way of grace that i am so excited to also be attending with the love of my life jimmy he's going to be there too please oh, tell us so excited Yes, it's called The Way of Grace, and it was birthed actually just before COVID. I woke up with a, a very strong message to create prayer circles, and I was very confused by this. And then I just brought my phone to my hand and just wrote down the entire structure and system of it. And I said, okay, this is my next assignment, so to speak. Anyway, so I created this beautiful six-week experience called The Way of Grace, which is allowing you to discover and embody your way to stay connected to your center, stay connected to source in a pure way and to live in a state of grace. And those moments that come into your life that you're like, whoa, how did that happen? That was grace. Thank you so much. To actually consciously welcome that in all the time. So you're living in a state of grace all the time. And I'm going to be taking you through six different ways to connect. So you have options and ways at any moment to dive deeper into yourself through the elements, we're going to have amazing guest teachers who are experts in their field, in astrology, the elements, we have a water priestess, we have a kahuna from Kauai who works with many different governments um, on peace and how to structure their systems so that they can create more harmony in the world. He's actually coming in for a class and he's going to teach us about forgiveness. We're going to really learn how to purify our bodies and our energetic body so that when we manifest, we're manifesting from a clean, pure place a state of grace versus fear and ego You're coming in from clarity. So the things you manifest will bring even more joy 
versus more chaos and complication. Um, and we have some very practical class teachings in it where we have a, a beautiful uh, man who has created a very successful business, a multi-billion dollar business through prayer and manifestation, which is pretty beautiful to get that perspective into prayer and manifestation. And uh, we're also going to be talking about prayer and intuition and prayer and music using your voice. So there's many different ways we're going to talk about prayer and manifestation and intention. And you're really coming into a very pure container where whatever you're desiring to create right now, it's just going to be amplified. People have gone through this class. They've manifested their new homes very quickly. Some people got pregnant that they couldn't get, didn't think they were going to get pregnant for many years. And some health issues began to be resolved. Whatever you're needing begins to get some support in the experience. So we're beginning on August 15th. And it's six weeks. And Shelby, I can't wait to have you in the class. And your partner, men are welcome. Both men and women are welcome into the class. It's going to be an intimate group of people. So there's only a select amount of spots available. And um, it will last you a lifetime. This class is giving you tools to last you a lifetime. Thank you so much for creating it and for sharing it with us. And I'll have all of the information in the show notes below. And also we'll be sharing it with the podcast. Mm -hmm. I am so grateful for this time with you today. It feels so sacred and special and near and dear to my heart, as are you. Thank you again for all that you shared and for being here with me. I feel so blessed to know you and have you as a dear sister and friend mm -hmm. in this lifetime. Thank you so much, Shelby. I feel honored. Such a gift that you've created. And I'm so grateful to be here with all of you who are listening. I hope that prayer and grace and love touches your life more deeply every result of today. Beautiful. Thank you again. <laughs> Big love always. Until next time. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for tuning in. It's always an honor to explore this spiritual journey with you and such a privilege to explore these stories and people's lives with you. And if you're interested in signing up for Leanda's incredible offering, Way of Grace, I have a special code for you. Click the link in the show notes to get to the Way of Grace application. And at the checkout, you'll see a space to put in a coupon discount code. If you put in Grace Shelby, all caps, one word, G-R-A-C-E-S-H-E-L-B-Y, you'll receive $50 off of the overall price of the experience. I'm going to be there. My partner's going to be there. I'm so excited to experience this program with Leanda as our guide. And if you haven't seen some of the updates I've been sharing about my new meditation program, I want to also share a special offer to my podcast listeners for my 40 days to meditation program. It's a super simple drip dose, one meditation a day for 40 days delivered right to your email inbox so that all you have to do is wake up, click the link and press play. If you're interested in joining, I have an early bird special that's out until the end of this week, Sunday, August 8th. And the code is early bird love all caps. I also have a special code for the podcast listeners that you can also put in 
called podcast 40, all caps, podcast four zero. I'll put both of these in the show notes as well. Thank you for tuning in until next week. Big love always.